This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com And leave your father and cling to your wife. You know what's going on? Is that a nice thing to do? Imagine my daughter's getting married. Oh, what do we tell her? Listen, you tell her that. Leave me, or your son's getting married. Imagine your son's getting married. Son, I'm telling you right now. The Torah, I'm telling you. Leave your mother, leave your father, stick with your wife. What do you mean? I paid for his tuition, I raised him, I played ball with him, I love with him, and now as he's going into the chuppah. Uh, by the way, leave your, you leave your mother, leave your father, and cling to your wife. Imagine. Imagine. Could you imagine that? Huh? How would you feel? How, how would you feel? How would your parents feel the day of your wedding... And somebody comes to them and says, Oh, by the way, forget your parents. Forget them, forget them. Just you two, forget them. How would you feel? How would your parents feel? Tell me. Would they feel good or no? Would they feel good? Yeah, this one you can answer, yes or no? Some people say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want, leave me. I want you to leave me. huh? How would they feel? But guess what? I'm quoting you a pasuk in the Torah. We have to explain it. What does that mean? What does that mean? You read this pasuk every single year when you read Bereshit. It's Parak Bet. I'll read it to you again. It's Kavdalet. Al Kenya Leave your parents. Cling to your wife. You ready for the explanation? Listen good. Listen good. What does it say over here? you go in under the chuppah and they take the glass and they tell you Habibi, you ready? This is your all been waiting for you know? and they take the thing they put it, they wrap it in the in the, in the, the napkin, right? the heavy duty cloth, you ready? set, go you're like, boom what are we doing over there? what are we doing over there? so Obviously, what we're doing is we're commemorating Yerushalayim. That's Pashut. In that time, what's the happiest day of your life? The day of marriage. Right? Day of marriage. Wow, he's so happy. Don't forget, Hashem doesn't have his house. He doesn't have Jerusalem. It's not complete. Beit HaMikdash is not there. That's the first thing. Crack a glass to commemorate. Good? Remember that when you're getting married, by the way. When you get married, there's going to be a moment of silence. And at this point, you're thinking in your mind, Hashem, this is the happiest day of my life. But I'll never forget. I'll never forget. You don't have your house. You don't have your Beit HaMikdash. My happiness cannot be complete without your Beit HaMikdash. And then you say the words, If I forget Jerusalem, crack. But there's another reason. There's another reason why we're cracking the glass. And that is, what's a cup? It receives. It's always taking. Right? Pour water. It's always taking. You're always taking, taking, taking. That's what a cup is. A glass, you're always pouring in. You're always taking and taking and taking. Right? What you've been doing up until this point, you've been taking from your parents. 
taking and taking and taking. And now you're going to break the glass and say, I'm done taking. I'm going to start giving to your wife. Yeah. Crack the glass. Enough being a taker. Start giving. That's what it is. Doesn't mean leave your parents. It means leave your mentality of getting for you from your parents and remember now start giving to your wife. Yeah. Beautiful shot. Can we go on? You ready? Now, so far we discussed that our zivug is already together as one soul, separates, and we meet them together, we reunite. Second thing we learned was about being giving. When you get married, you can be a giver. I know, I know now you're saying, of course, Rabbi. But when you get married, you be a giver. And when your wife shows you the credit card, be like, wow, what's going on over here? I'm, I'm putting a limit now, that's it. I'm calling the credit card company CC right now. Listen, Amex, MasterCard, no more than five dollars. What, 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 what did we learn tonight? Be giver. Of course. Is that the shame you have? Otherwise, the wife can't keep on swiping, swiping, swiping. The guy's like, what are you, what are you doing? I don't, even have to, I don't even have to pay the credit. That's something else. But if you have it, no problem, honey. Whatever you like. Chavod, I have the money. Chavod, spend whatever you want. But if not, the wife has to understand. She also has to give. She has to give, give Rahmanut on the husband. <laughs> huh? That's also giving. Now, two things. Third thing. What to look for in a spouse. Oh, this is heavy. This is heavy. First of all, I'll tell you like this. First, we see the first shiduch being made. Eliezer is finding a wife for Yitzchak. And Eliezer asks Rivka, right? They're there. Can you give me water? You have water? And the test is, is she going to give him water and his camels water? But the question is, there's a test before that. What is that? You say to yourself, Eliezer, Eliezer came with servants. She could, she could just say, I don't understand. Here, take my bucket and go get the water. I don't understand. You want me? I'm a girl. You want me to go and there's that. Imagine right now you're coming with boxes and boxes and all of a sudden you might bring out, you see this, this young girl putting all the boxes. You're a man. Go pick up your own box. What's going on over here? What's this test? There's a test before the test. She, she could just say, what is it? you have your servants with you over here. Go get your own water. Here's my pail. Go get your own water. You know what the first test is? Giving benefit of the doubt. Eliezer is very small. He's testing her. Is she going to say, get it yourself? Or is she going to give benefit of doubt? He must be very, very tired. Very wary. Very weak. I'll do it. So over there she gives the benefit of doubt. That's the first passing of the tests. A spouse has to give the benefit of the doubt to make a marriage extremely well and healthy. First year I got married, first month I should say. 
True story that happened. Crazy story. True story it happened. My wife asked me, first time in her life, she asked me after marriage, could you get me a cup of water? I'm so excited. Yeah, no problem. I go, I get her water. I'm filling up ice. I'm doing the whole nine yards. I'm so excited. Listen to this. This is what happens. Exactly what I'm telling you. This is what happens. I go like this. It literally pours all over her. And I put down the glass. And I'm looking at her. She's looking at me. And it's exact words I told her. You're not going to scream at me. You're not screaming at me? You know what she answered me? She says, I'm sure it was an accident, right? Why would I scream at you? Wow. I was shocked. I was like, wow. Wow. Because you give the benefit of the doubt. A lot of fights are X'd. They don't even start. The husband says, I'm coming home 8 p.m. He comes 8.30. One time, he came late. The wife could bug out. I want the food for you three times. Where are you? Who do you think I am? Forget it. You want your food? You're eating it cold? Forget you. She could do that. And he said, he said yeah, half hour late. Well, you, deserve, you deserve cold food, you know? How many times you wanted to eat it up? Yeah. But a good woman, she thinks, my husband's always on time. Today, he's a half hour late. Must be something else happened in the office or something else like that. Kavzhut, I'll wait it out a little bit. Comes home. Honey, I know you're late. I've been waiting for you. I'm sure, I'm sure something happened. Here's your hot food. Wow. You understand how half the problems are solved with what? Giving the benefit of the doubt. You understand that? Makes sense. The husband's waiting for his wife to go to the wedding. And he's in the car. And his wife says, don't worry, I'll be right there. And he's in the car, and in the car, in the car, in the car. 20 minutes later she comes, and the guy is about to flip out on his wife. Where are you? Yeah? Sounds familiar. Where are you? Comes good. Maybe... When she was getting ready, she broke a nail and she didn't know she has to do it. You give, whatever it is, I'm just giving that as an example. You give cups the hoots. As she put on the makeup, it broke. She needs to go get new lipstick to this. She has to find it. Da, da, da. You give benefit of doubt when it comes 20 minutes later. She's in the car and you don't flip out of your box. You're like, okay. You're not going to scream me? No, 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 no. Why? Because we learned... You give the benefit of the doubt. And I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure something happened. You just don't want to wait, may, may make your husband wait for so long. Give me the benefit of the doubt. And you tell her that. Wow, okay, next time she, you know, next time, honey, be, be more on time. No problem. Be more on time. She respects you like that. Wow. You're a man. You're a mensch. Who taught you this lesson? All right, Palachi in 2022. Yeah. All right. You shout out. You shout out. I shout out. Exactly. Now. That's the first big lesson. Big, big lesson. By the way, you can always review it. We're going to put this on uh, Torah Anytime so we can review it again and again, you know? Send it out. Send the Shiurim out. This is important. 
life lessons of Shiduchim, marriage. You ready? You ready? What's the most important thing to look at at a spouse? What is the most important thing to look for in a spouse? Looks, money, fame, family. What? You don't. Huh? Okay, that's what you're going to do? Yeah? That's, is that what you do? do? Or you say, we don't. Yeah. That's the meaning bones. What is it? So my dear friends, there's a me'iri. By the way, before we continue, what's the greatest gift that Hashem can give a person? Money? Fame? Good looks? What? What's the best thing that Hashem can give to a person? A good wife! Come on, guys! What are we here? A good wife! <laughs> That's what it is. By the way, it's a Gemara openly in, in, in Mesechet Shabbat on page Yud Aleph Amuraf. Look it up yourself. It's hinted in there. It says, What's the worst thing? And you derive from the Gemara what's the best thing. Hamevin Yavin. Go look it up. The Gemara is basically discussing, read between the lines, the greatest gift that you can get. Isha Tova, a good wife. If God blesses you with that, you thank Him for the rest of your life. And if not, you still thank Him, by the way. You know why? Because nothing goes unpaid for. You know, there was a story how this guy got married. He says, my wife is, 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 is giving me hell. She's giving me, she's running me crazy. I understand. So, uh, he has a meeting with the rabbi, his wife, and this and that. Be good to your husband, be good to your husband, be good to your husband. And he sees, the rabbi sees his wife's not listening. Like, you know, it's like talking to a deadbeat, it's not going to happen. And all of a sudden she says, he says to the husband, listen, it's brought down. That even if she goes, gives you hell, don't worry. You'll get in this world, the next world, you go straight to God head then. Okay? Leave the rabbi's office. Two days later, he comes home for dinner. Honey, this is the best dinner you ever gave me in my life. Like, what's going on? Huh? Does again. The next day, she's looking, wow, unbelievable, amazing. You're on time. Wow. You, you actually picked me up the same exact time I told you. What's going on? Again and again. Honey, tell me what's going on. Huh? Says, you heard what the rabbi says? If I'm bad to you, you go straight to Gan Eden. I gotta be good to you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I gotta be good to you. And in any case, in any case, the best thing that you can have in your life is a good spouse. That's what it is. It's true. It's true. Yeah, if you can. It's true. Now, this is an open Me'iri. And the Ran. There's a Ran and there's a Me'iri. Let me explain. These are the Shonim. They say as follows. The Ran says that just like your parents have blue eyes and your grandparents have blue eyes and your great-grandparents have blue eyes and your wife has blue eyes and her, she has uh, three generations. Your kids are going to have what color eyes? If you have brown eyes, you'll be like, yo, what happened over here? This is crazy. What happened? Right? You're going to have blue eyes, correct? Yes or no? He says... 
Midot travel through the genes. If you have good character traits, your children will have good character traits. If you marry someone, thank you very much. If you marry someone with good character, rest assured, your children will have those healthy, good character traits. And that's why Abraham tells Eliezer, remember this, don't take any girl from Canaan. Why? Bad me dots. Angie, don't get them. Don't get him. Get a girl. He goes, not from Canaan. Good midot. Good character. Rivka, what kind of home did she come from? What kind of home? Lavan, Betuel, come on. But what? Her character was so strong that if you just change her philosophy and say, listen, this is the right way, the person changes. You understand how important that is? It's so important. You know, I'll never forget when I was in the married, married, married era that time, right? Uh, I went to my, one of my best friends, his name's Ronnie Levy. And I was going out with, with a girl and he sits down with me, says pros and cons. Put your pros, put your cons. What outweighs? What outweighs? You're going out with a spouse. Ah, the person is not the most gorgeous. Ah, passes. Passes. But the character is phenomenal. You can't beat that character. The character, the midot that they have is unreal. The looks just passes. It's like 65, 66. Just passes the test. What do you do? What do you do? Then you have another one. 99 looks. Midot 66. She just passes the Midot. Or he just passes in the Midot. What do you do? The Shadchan calls you up. Listen, I have two people. This one and that one. What do you want to do? You hear things about this person. It's okay. You're hearing this, that. But he's gorgeous, gorgeous. The other person, unbelievable, you understand. Not so gorgeous. What do you do? What do you pick? Let me tell you something. Listen to me very carefully. Looks don't stay forever. You understand? By the way, I used to be very, very skinny. I'm not joking. I used to be very, very skinny. I got a little weight, a little bit, not so bad. Right? You get older, your metabolism changes. Things change. I used to have a full head of hair. Right? Don't, don't, don't. It's crazy. You get a little bit older, your front hair is like, oh man, uh, what happened? And he, every time you look at the, another piece of hair, what's going on? Hashem, please save me from my hair. You understand what's going on? True or not true? You know it's true, right? It's true. Right? Yeah. The looks don't stay there. Then a the person starts getting gray and this and that. Who knows? Right? Same thing. A person looks, don't stay forever. The body changes. The body changes. But the character never changes. 
to create good character is very hard. You've got to work on yourself a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But to change from a good character to a bad character doesn't happen. You meet a nice person and they know you're, they know you're so nice. Everybody knows, he doesn't become mean. It doesn't happen. A mean person is very hard to be changed to be nice. It's just very, very hard. It's just the facts. And therefore, when a person's looking for someone to get married, remember, the person's going to grow and grow. You're going to be together. You're going to be 85 years old together. And the person that's such good character, when she's going to go and give you your coffee in the morning, she's going to give you with such dignity and such respect. Here you go, honey. Would you like some sugar? I'll give you some sugar. I'll give you a little bit this, that, that. Oh, I forgot you're 85. You can't have sugar no more. I'm sorry. Take that back. Understand? But the person that doesn't have good character and is lazy, she tells her 85-year-old husband, make it yourself. I don't understand. Just make it yourself. Honey, I can hardly walk. Honey, please. Just make it yourself. You hear the difference? And then he said, he said what? but she was gorgeous. Gorgeous. What do you think? What do you, what do you, and even when you get mad, a wife becomes a wife. And a troll, we all... And wife is a wife, your husband and wife together. The character is the best life that you will have in the entire world when you're together in good character traits. Let me tell you, Chidush, that I said at the age of about 20, 21. Ready? It's homemade Chidush. Homemade. Didn't see it anywhere? Homemade. Listen. Ready? It says, Ishto kegufo. Husband and wife are one. My wife is not here. How are we one? Ishto kegufo, one body. I'm here, my wife. How is it one? I'm going to explain to you tonight how is it one. I'm going to explain right now. You're going to hear it right now. It says, the government of Vilna says, if a person's not constantly working on his character traits to improve it, we got to improve in life. We have to improve our character traits. You know, not everybody's perfect. Not everybody's perfect. You think you're perfect? Everybody's perfect. People might have arrogance. People think they're, oh, look at me. I'm this, I'm that. You might have that. You have to be humble. In life, you have to be humble. You might be uh, impatient. You know, when the, when the light turns green and the guy in front of you doesn't move, you're ready, you're on the you're honking the guy 15 times. Patience, Habibi, patience, patience. Don't tell me patience. It's a grief for 30 seconds. Don't tell me patience. Five seconds is grief. Ah! <laughs> patience. Where's the patience? That's character. That's character. There was one time, there was a rabbi waiting online in the supermarket. He was waiting. He was in a, I don't know what shop, right? I don't know where he was, whatever it was. He was waiting online. And they felt bad. Somebody said, Rabbi, what are you doing here? You're waiting online so long. Forget it. What are you buying? Forget that. You're wasting time over here. He says, no, I'm not wasting time. He says, why? What are you doing? He says, I'm waiting online. I'm working on my patience. <laughs> it's funny, huh, man? It's funny. It's true. It's true. There's a lot of other things also. Laziness. People to couch potatoes. Sit down. Chill out on the couch. Could you get this? Could you get that? Oh, I'm too tired. I can't move this. Uh, come on, don't ask me now. I don't have the couch. No, I don't move when I'm on the couch. Some people lazy. Some people lazy. 
So a person's got to work to perfect his good character traits. Now, listen to this. The Pasuk says, What does that mean? I'll make a helper against you. Imagine. Again, I'll make a helper against you. It should be, I'll make a helper for you, not against you. What's going on? Torah says, I'll make you an Ezer Kenegdo. Who's that? Your wife. Your wife's helper against you. It should be for you. You ready for the answer? Answers like this. Hashem knows exactly who you are, your character traits are all about. Hashem knows that you're, an, you're a very impatient man. And then He sends you a wife that's the most patient person ever. And now when you're driving and the person in front of you it turns green and he's not leaving and you're honking the horn the you're beeping the beep and I says, honey patience honey you learn from her character traits you learn from her character traits and vice versa sometimes you have a, a, a lady that gets angry very fast then you have a husband he says Hashem says for you you're very angry very fast I'm going to get your husband that's so chilled he never gets angry you can scream at him you can yell at him he's just chilled oh money everything is good how come you don't get angry I'm trying to get you angry don't I'm just chilled you can scream at me all you want he's so chilled and then she calls a friend I don't understand how do I get my husband angry Hashem is trying to show you learn from your husband not to get angry so it's vice versa what do we do at the Sheva Barachot? We take two glasses of wine, and what do we do? We pour one to the other, mix it, mix it. You ever, you ever see that in the Sheva Barachot? Mix the wine, you know what I'm talking about? Why do we do that? You know why we do that? Besides halakha wise, hashkafa is, we're telling the husband, husband, take the midot tovot that your wife has and pour it into you. Learn from her ways. And then we take the other cup and we say, Wife, take your husband midot and pour it into yours. Learn from his ways. And together, it's shishto kegufo. You're together, one goof in midot tovot. Just learn from each other. Yeah. There's the pshat. Hear what's going on? Very important. Midot tovot is very, very important. A lot of people overlook that. Ah, they think it's the most important thing. We're going to end with one more thing, yeah? You ready? What's our hishtadlut? In conclusion, what's our hishtadlut? What can we do to find our spouse? By the way, I get this question a lot. A lot. People ask me, Rabbi, what do I do? What's the, what's the, what do I do? What should I do? I can only tell you what the Torah tells you what to do for Hishtadut. Of course, call the matchmaker, call Shadchan, speak. Of course, those things, sure, why not? Call them up, speak to them, don't be shy, call them again, annoy them a little bit. You know, they need to be pushed a little bit. Does he have anyone? You have anyone? And she might say, oh, come on, you keep on asking me too fast. You just asked me two days ago. But this is my Shaduch, I need to know what's going on. Da-da-da. Right? You gotta be on it. You gotta be on it. Call them again. Call them again. No, but I don't want to be. If they block you, then they're ready. You call the too much. You, you call the shatrani too many times if they block you. 
<laughs> Find a different shadchanit. Find a different shadchan. You call too much. That means it's you know you can't you know you can't get to the limit where they block you. You understand? <laughs> you can't get to that limit. You got to know the limit, right? It's very important. What's the hishtadut for us? And we're going to conclude with this. You ready? We're going to conclude with this. Then we'll review what we said. First, this week's Spanish Shah past week. What does it say? Let me just elaborate a little bit. Listen to me very carefully. At the end, Yitzchak, and we know Rivka, is telling Yaakov, don't marry a girl from Canaan. Go to Padan Aram. Marry from there. Esav overhears that. And what does he do? He marries a girl from? From? No, not from Canaan. His father just said, don't, he tells, he tells, uh, uh, he tells Yaakov, don't marry from Canaan. Don't do it. Marry from Padanara. What does Esav do? He listens to his father. And he does not marry a girl from Canaan. He was already married. He had wives. But he goes and he marries a girl from not, not from Canaan. Why? Because his father said, don't marry a girl from Canaan. He overheard him telling Yaakov. But there's a problem. What's the problem? How come he didn't go to Padan? He told Yaakov two things. Don't go from Canaan, marry from Padan. Yesav only listens one time, one thing. And second of all, how is it possible that Yaakov Avinu, the night of his wedding, he doesn't know that he got tricked. He doesn't know that it's not Rachel. How did he get tricked to say, oh, it's Le'ah? How did he get that tricked? How? Yaakov is Ruch HaKodesh. You know what that means? When he first meets Rachel, he sees her and he cries because he sees in the future she's not going to be buried with him. He sees it in the future. So I don't understand. He can't have Ruach HaKodesh at this point. He doesn't know. He doesn't have Ruach HaKodesh. You ever go to Gadol, Rav Chaim Kenievsky, or the stipler? The stipler, you know what the stipler used to do? Rav Chaim Kenievsky's father, you walked in and you were Mechelel Shabbat, he would just say, Shabbos! You'd run out like fire. How did he know? He walk in. Tzitzit! Oh my goodness, how did he know? I'm not wearing that tzitzit. And you're wearing like three sweaters, you know? How did he speak like the three stranger? What happened? I'm wearing my jacket over, zipped up. No tzitzit. What? How do you know? How do you know? Like, don't even know. You walk in, boom. They smell it right away. That guy's tamé. You know? Right away. Yaakov Avinu. He didn't know that it was Rachel. He didn't know it was Le'ah. Think about it. He didn't know. What's the answer? Al Sheikh Hakadosh gives the answer. You know what he says? There's three times it says Ene. By Le'ah, by Esav, and by Yaakov. Let me explain. It says Ene Yisrael Kavdu Mizokin. Later on, the pasuk says, as as uh, uh, Yaakov got older, his eyes got weakened. It weakened. It says by Rasha, the eyes of a wicked would be unclear, phased. And it says, 
Ene le'arakot. The eyes of the eye was moist. What were they moist? She cried to Hashem. Please, Hashem, I need a good shiduch. Please, Hashem, I need a good shiduch. Please, Hashem, I need a good shiduch. Kept on crying and crying and crying and crying. And the Sheikh HaKadosh says that caused Esav not to go to Padan. It, it blinded Esav's vision halfway. He only listened to half of what Yitzhak said when he told Yaakov to go to get a girl not from Canaan and go to Padan. He only listened halfway. Why? Because Le'av prayed so hard. And the night of, Hashem made it that Yaakov wouldn't have that sense that would be Le'av. Why? Because Le'av prayed so hard. What do you have to do? What's the Ishtalut? With you and Hashem. You have to pray hard. Pray hard. Remember when I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying. Gemara says, you pray, pray again. You prayed? Yeah, Rabbi, you know, I'm done, I'm done. I prayed 15 years. Pray another 15 years. You pray again. And you want, you want to hear the proof to it? I'll give you the proof right now. Listen to this very carefully. It says in the Pasuk, when Eliezer, when Eliezer, It says over here, when Eliezer was praying, when he went to, um, to pray for, 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 for a shidduch, it says on one of the words, I want to make sure I got the right pasuk over there because you have to see it inside. You'd bet. I have it written down over here very carefully. I, don't want, I want to make sure that everything is clear. You'd bet. Give me one second. Right here. It says, Vayomar. If you look at the Ta'am, you know what Ta'am mean? There's symbols on top of words, on the bottom of words, Marif Tarcha, how the person reads the Torah, Marif Tarcha, Adnach, Zagiv Katon. What is the Ta'am when Eliezer is praying? You know what it says? It shall share it. It goes like this. Shall share it. When he prays for Shidduch to find for Yitzchak. Shall share it. You know how many of those shall share it are in the Torah? About four. You know what it means? Shall share it. Let me tell you. It says it when by Lot. Lot was moving, right? Bidvameya. It says, it says that he wasn't sure, should he leave the city, not leave the city? And it says, Because he was thinking back and forth. It's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What are you going back and forth for? Lord was saying, I can't leave the city, I have all my money here. So he's thinking, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Again and again and again and again. Shalashem means again and again and again and again and again and again. You know where the next place it says it? By Yosef. You know where? By Ma'en. By Ma'en means, and he refused. Shalashem. He refused, he refused, he refused again and again and again. You know with who? Eshet Potiphar. Eshet Potiphar. What happened? 
She kept on coming back to him and back to him and back to him. Come, 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 come. And he kept on saying, by my end, by my end. No, 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 no. It's a repeat. No, no, no. You know what the time is over here when Elias is praying for Shadu for Yitzchak to find the right one? It shall shale it. You know what that means? Again and again and again and again. He prayed again and again and again. He didn't stop. Hashem, please, 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 please. You beg and you beg and you beg and you beg. And when you're done begging, you beg harder. So you do. That's what you do. Because nobody's going to find you Shidduch except Agadosh Baruch Hu. The Shadchanit and the Shadchan, they're only Shliach of Hashem. They're just messengers. They're just the pawn putting you here, to here, to here, to here, to here. Of course, we have Akarat to talk to them. We recognize the good that they did for us. But at the end of the day, they're the Shaliach. Who is setting you up? Hashem! You know who the girls are for you or the guy. Does he know? The, the, the girl, does he know which guy is for How do you know? You're not going to know. You don't know deep down. Pray that Kadosh Baruch Hu, give me my zivug, beitor, bismano at the right time. Please Hashem, please Hashem, please Hashem. I want to make kayim the mitzvah perurvu. I want to. And guess what? When he delivers it, you never stop thanking Hashem. Ravik Demila. He was on Ocean Parkway in Avenue R. And his daughter comes. And his daughter sees uh, the, uh, his father, Dad. What are you doing here? He says, I'm uh, thanking Hashem. Thank Hashem for what? That I, that I got a good son-in-law. My husband? He says, yes, I'm thanking Hashem that I got a good son-in-law. I got a good husband for my daughter. Dad, I'm married for 40 years. Yeah, I'm thanking Hashem for 40 years. So I'm not going to tell you every single second thing Hashem, but what I'm going to tell you is every anniversary. Say over here, thank you, Hashem. Then you're gonna have kids, and then you're gonna tell them, kids, sit on the table. It's my anniversary. You know how hard I looked to get mommy. Now we're married. Thank you, Hashem. Everybody on the table, say thank you. Wow. Hashem says, this is what you're gonna do for me. You're gonna thank me in front of your kids, in front of your wife, in front of this. Oh boy, I better get married very fast. Have kids very fast. You can do it. Hey, what's going on over here? Very important. A lot of times people forget what they went through to get their zivug. When they got their zivug, I'm good. I'll see you later, Hashem. Thank you very much. I got it. But what do you mean? Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm married. I'm happy. Thank you, Hashem. Good. You said it once in the chuppah. Boom. See you later. The next time you need him, when I need some extra money, please, Hashem. Okay. My God. Thank you. I got my... No. No. You thank you, Kadosh Baruch Wow, thank you. Wow. This is in conclusion. I want to just review very quickly, please. Like we said in the beginning of Shur today, Zivug, Yezivug is already made. All you're doing is reuniting from what was. We said, leave your parents' house. Doesn't mean leave your parents' house. It means leave the mentality of receiving from your parents and be a giver. Break the glass. Stop receiving like a cup and start giving like a man. We said, benefit of the doubt. Saves the marriage. How important it is to find a good person with good midot. 
Remember, it's the top priority. There's a Me'iri that says it in Mesechet Shabbat, Dafyud Aleph Amud Aleph, where it speaks about Isha. You look at the Me'iri over there, and it says, and I have the exact words, he says, the most important thing that you're looking for is Midot Tovot, is good character. Make sure, right? Of course, there's, there's things. Make sure. And of course, last but not least, what's our Ishtadlut? Our Ishtadlut is to pray Hashem. Pray and pray and pray. And once you finished and you got the Shidduch and you got your answer, what do you do? Think and think and think. Have a great night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.